there was another one that I got angry about, but I was in a coffee shop and couldn't shout too loudly, so. Hey, Zach. Hey, Sirtis. So, I tried the almond milk. The almond milk. I tried your fancy almond milk, your barista, new barn, almond milk. Right, and it was excellent in every way, no? It was, actually. It was really, really hey! good. <laughs> <laughs> this is exa- it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. But, and it didn't need, like, it was just completely unflavored. It was just, like, really thick, I guess, like creamy. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what I wanted from almond milk. Did you just drink it straight, or have you been pouring it in your coffee every morning? Or I uh, did just drink a glass of it. That was good. I've been putting it in my granola, which is good. Oh. Uh. Whole Foods is, uh, it is now part of my grocery list to, on the way back from the grocery store, stop at Whole Foods to buy a single, (laughs) uh, I don't know how much it is. It's 32 ounces, however much of a gallon that is, because that's the only size they sell. And they're frequently out, so I have to go back and it's just a pain, Zach. Why have you Mm -hmm. done this? It's high demand. It's it's good stuff. Jared, stop taking my milk. (laughs) It has completely broken my expectations for almond milk, and uh, it is the only acceptable almond milk now. It's got the mouthfeel. It's got the mouthfeel. It really, really does. So how can I be sure that, like, you, you know, a couple of months ago would have enjoyed this almond milk? Or is this just, um, is this just that you're making a deliberate effort to really enjoy the almond milk? Um, well, I'm certainly not doing that because... If I enjoy it too much, then it's going to be one of those things where I have to stock up on it because they don't, because I like need it. Mm-hmm. And you'll go in and they'll say, we don't sell that here. And you're like, this is, this is the, the wrong world. I've fallen into the wrong universe where they don't sell my fancy almond milk. Well, they don't sell that it I on enjoy Amazon. Too much. They don't sell it on Amazon, Zach. I think you can buy it online from the new barn, but only in packs of eight or something. <laughs> I'm going to look into that. Six pack. Oh, that's nothing. I can do that. That's that's whatever. Oh, it's out of stock. Oh, come on. <laughs> but they can email you when when it's back in stock. Oh, great. I want more people to have my email. Mhm. That's the goal. I love email. But anyway, <laughs> they'll send you a Slack message. They'll make a Slack bot and send you a Slack message. Uh actually that'd be preferred <laughs> because like Slack is where important messages from important people go. Yeah. Email is However, not that, even though it should this be. Is, this is a big tangent, but I'm wondering if you're, you're practicing any particular chat hygiene at this point, because we've talked about it in the past, um, chat so I'm hygiene. never sure, like, if you're just asleep, or if you're like, okay, it's 10 o'clock, time to shut off all my devices and meditate for an hour or whatever. Um, okay, so I think I have the default do not disturb for Slack on, mm. but that's mostly not an issue, because I think you're the only one I get Slack notifications for. Right. And you generally don't bother me past 10, 8, 10 p.m. anyway. <laughs> um, But other than that, I don't really have any, like, do not disturb kind of things. I will just ignore your message if I'm too tired. Okay. But Fair. Yeah, no, I don't have the phone ignore you for me. All right. What do you do? Um, Sometimes if the... 
the digital well-being app is working correctly, then my phone will go into grayscale mode and turn on do not disturb at 11 p.m. Sometimes it just doesn't. And I don't know why. Uh, in which case, if it's a weekday, then at midnight, it will say, hey, you have school tomorrow. And so now I'm going on do not disturb, which I have set it up to do. But I don't know. I don't know what the what the digital well-being deal is. <laughs> I think they added that you can limit particular websites in Chrome now. So maybe I can try that for Twitter and Instagram and turn off the stupid parental limits what's the difference i don't have to send google my location constantly oh yeah right (laughs) forgot about that at some point i had a bunch of screen timey things turned on for like Uh i don't scroll through reddit for 12 hours a day right reasonable yeah get you up and moving in that 13th hour yeah exactly um (laughs) i need to get something done But I ended up just turning them off because, I don't know, I guess that's not really how my brain works. I'm like mostly, it's never like a surprise to me if I look at the time and say, oh, look at that. It's three hours since I started browsing Reddit. Like, if I have the screen time thing turned on, then I, the thing will pop up and say, hey, you've been on Reddit for too long. Type in your password to continue. And then I'll just type in my password because I know I'm on Reddit. I'm not, like, surprised. Right. I feel like the type in your password to continue is not a good way to do it. Yeah, but I don't see another way to do it unless I, yeah, someone else has my right. password. I'm just saying that that's a weird way for Apple to do it. That, like, probably they could have you go to a settings page and have you wait for a whole minute and just sit there, like, with your finger sitting on the screen for a minute. And after you've done that, then you can go back. Um, but, like, I don't know. I think there should be a bypass no matter what. I think this is right. my phone. I should be able to do whatever I want with it. But I think the bypass should should take a little bit more like deliberate. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to say, yes, I really want to bypass for sure. And not just like muscle memory in my password. Uh, we're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think, I think there's a problem with having the pattern of I want to open up my phone be the same as the pattern of... Um, I want to get into Reddit after I've already been on Reddit for three hours. It's not the same because I have the face looker phone. Okay. So like typing in my password is actually quite different. I think the password's even different from the one that opens my phone. Okay. But it, it is just like right there. It says, hey, you've been on Reddit for too long. And then I can either type in my password or do something else. So what if you make your screen time password something like, yes, I really, truly, honestly want to spend time on this website? Well, that's the thing. That's what, that's what I was getting at. I do want to spend time on this website. I really, honestly, truly think that, like, Reddit is the best thing I could be doing right now. Yeah, okay. So then why do you have, like, what's the case that you have screen time on for? Well, I don't. That's, the, <laughs> that, that's, okay. the, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I... When you initially set it up, why did you think you needed it? Because I wanted to spend less time on Reddit. I wasn't mindlessly on Reddit. I wanted to be on Reddit less. Mm-hmm. Basically, I wanted to get more work done, and that meant being on Reddit less. But the difference was that it wasn't a unconscious thing being on Reddit. Like I, and that's really the only thing that screen time is good for is stopping those like. You have basically saying, like, you have to put effort into being here, and which I was willing to do because I actually wanted to be on Reddit. Right. 
So now I have none of that turned on, and I don't know. I think I'm on re- Reddit a reasonable amount. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth because while I think, I think it is a reasonable amount, it is more than I want it to be. How does that work? Well, I mean, if I was looking at myself through someone else's eyes... Okay. If I was looking at myself through someone else's eyes, I would say, okay, yeah, that's not, like, that's not a bad amount of time to be spending on Reddit. Right. But I exist, so I should be doing work, I guess, is the logic. Mm, Okay, okay, I follow. I follow. Uh, I exist, so I should be doing work is a a big old mood. Um... (laughs) And the podcast is our therapist. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what, um, what's your logic for your screen time thing? I just, like, I don't know, just in the morning, a lot of times I will sit down and I'll be like, ooh, time to check up on my Instagram. And there is something enjoyable about checking up on the Instagram of, like, feed of people who I know. Um, but then I just get sucked into a hole of comics and memes um, that I don't want to be in. Hmm. Like... I don't want to be in the hole of comics and memes. I just want to be sitting around looking at my phone. Oh, wait. <laughs> what? Like the part of me that clicks on the go browse through the comics and memes button. Right. Isn't super concerned with seeing the comics or the memes. It is just concerned with the, the like motion of my thumb scrolling on the screen. <sighs> okay. That's interesting. So like if you were scrolling through an RSS feed, would that? If you were scrolling through an RSS feed, yes, that would accomplish the same kind of desire. Right. And I exist, so I need to be doing work, and reading my emails is work. Ah, okay. And so catching why... up on my friends' lives is also work? No. No? So why would I want to be scrolling through comics and memes when I could be doing work by also scrolling? That's when you have screen time on. That's Right. Right, okay. I forgot the question I asked. If I'm going to be <laughs> if I'm going to be scrolling, I I should be scrolling on work. This is these are some dangerous waters we wade into, Zach. In which way? In the way that we're not robots. We have feelings. Correct. Right. We don't have to be doing work all the time. We don't have be, existing is not a is not necessarily a I don't know what the I can't think of the word. Um, it's too early, Zach. Yeah, blaming yes, you for this. Is. <laughs> uh, There's uh, it. It doesn't necessarily need to be work, but th- just like I know that there are things that I find more satisfying to be doing than scrolling through memes and comics. And so, if my phone can say, "Hey, do you really want to be scrolling through these memes and comics?" And okay. I can say, oh, wait, no, actually, really, wow. My my scrolling thumb just decided that's what I wanted to be doing. But that's a different thing than, like, me wanting to do it. Right, so that little reminder is helpful. Right. Does that happen to fit into your uh, ritual of any sort? It is not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I set out all the candles, I light them all... I start the incantation, I forget what the incantation is, I go to Google it, I see that I have a notification, I scroll through Twitter for a minute, I have to restart the incantation, then one of the candles blows out, I have to relight the candle. It's just, it's rough. <laughs> oh. So how are your themes? Uh, my theme is, theme is ritual, um, and it's not, it's not the, the candles and the incantations. 
yet. Uh, I guess we'll see where it goes. But um, so far, I've just been thinking about morning rituals and nightly rituals. Uh, I still want to like write them down in some concrete way, but I have been making little modifications to them and the way that I think about them. Um, so I'm, I'm pointed in the right direction. Nice. I started looking up the hierarchy of angels and then the hierarchy of demons um, for the the thing the book club the book club yes exactly okay um we're out of order zach yeah yeah we are it's it's happening that's what it's not it's not that it's too Uh, early well no this is for the book club last time but still uh, spoiler horn spoiler horn um so anyway i started looking up the hierarchy of demons i found a demon um that was a half goat half man and he was just known as the gentleman, I think, or something like that. I didn't take very good notes because I wasn't thinking I was going to be talking about it. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, they said people praised him um, in in pagan cults. And then I was like, hey, Satanists are a thing. So then I started thinking about Satanist uh, rituals because uh, they have those. So anyway, I really want to order uh, a, the like book of rituals for Satanism from Amazon. Um, there are also some for like witchy rituals to get your house in order. I might look at some of those. What <laughs> is this? Some like Mickey Mouse Fantasia kind of thing? <laughs> um, potentially. I was thinking a lot more like The Secret. Uh... <laughs> you summon Marie Kondo using pentagrams and <laughs> and things that spark joy. Speaking of sparking joy. Yeah, so I'm I'm doing the semester of joyful responsibility, shortened to the semester of joy, and right. it's actually going really well. It certainly helps to have interesting classes, but I'm finding that trying to be uh, okay. So I'm I'm I go back and forth on the right wording here because I don't mm-hmm. believe necessarily that you can just like feign feign interest in something and actually be like and actually have the same effect as being actually interested in it. Right. But thinking about the ways that I am not interested in in the material or being mindful of them, rather, Mm -hmm. is really helpful in getting through it. And like I am trying in trying to find the joy in like, let's say, my Russian literature class, uh, instead of like taking notes and analyzing this book heavily, I just read it for the story because that's the part of the book that brought me joy. And I don't know if I got as good an understanding of the material in the book, but I did hate it a lot less, which usually is better for, like, actually remembering what happened. Another example is that I'm in a gender and women's studies class, and we do a lot of reading, some of which I'm interested in and some of which I'm not really. But Mm. to make the experience better, I try to analyze the readings for the philosophical perspective, because that's the fun part of it for me. Yeah. Uh, I haven't quite figured out how to do, like, how to find the joy in repetitive flashcard kind of studying and memorization. Right. But I'll get there. Which class do you have to do that for? Uh, Communication sciences and disorders. Hmm. It's interesting. It's like, how does talking work? Yeah. Your tongue is, like, real cool. Right. It's, like, really precise is the cool thing. Like, the difference between different consonants, mostly, is mm-hmm. a matter of millimeters. Yeah. And that's that's cool, is all. This is, uh, this is, <laughs> Zach tries to figure out all of the ways in which his tongue is precise. 
ASMR. <laughs> I've got a wet noise warning. Okay, that's it. I'm done. That one hurt. <laughs> oh my god. Did you watch the um Tom Scott? That's it, right? With the red shirt? The sounds that might exist but don't? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. I liked that. Also, Have you, did you try to make any of the sounds that don't yet exist? I did. <laughs> I failed miserably. <laughs> it, one of them was making like the the sh sound with the back of your tongue, the one you use for guh, I think. Guh, guh, huh, huh, Because the sure I can... sound ma- comes from your tongue and your teeth like your tongue near your teeth (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's good (laughs) so yeah just make a language with that and then we can mark another one off the chart hello (laughs) i don't know even if that's not uh the right spot in the chart it's probably something yeah that the anyway <laughs> does that does does ipa account for like the the different intonations um in mandarin is mandarin the one with intonations i have no idea um like the the poet with the five stone lions i don't know what you're talking um, about it's all like if you anglicize it it's s-h-i but then there's all the different intonations possible on the i um to make up this story so it's this entire story of this guy and the five stone lions um but to my american ear it just sounds like she 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 oh okay yes i i do know what you're talking about and yeah i have no idea i i would imagine that they do but also I would not be entirely surprised if they just kind of didn't. Right, yeah. Does, I guess that's something. That's the kind of question you can Google. Does IPA work with Chinese tones? Um, They've got one of those weird maps. Yeah, ooh. Diphthongs, vowels, yeah, okay. It looks like a lot of them are combinations of... Nucleus medial coda? I don't know what any of this means. But there is definitely a way to express it with with our letter system. So Alright. The answer is sorta. So I'm trying to find the joy in things, Zach. Right. And I'm having a really tough time finding the joy in the desk that I am currently sitting at. Aw. Dedicated Jared's. Well, remember that one of the reasons that I was excited to move was that my new apartment had an area that I could set up as a dedicated th- dedicated study space. Right. And not have the place that I sleep be the place that I work. Mm-hmm. I have a brief update on that. Um, I hate it. Really? Now, now, instead of a room that I have mixed feelings about, I have a room that I hate and a room that is good. <laughs> so I put a desk back in my room and... Uh, I, there's just, like, the things I don't like about this room are mostly that it just feels crammed. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't really know how to solve that because, like, normally I just move the furniture around until it feels less crammed. Right. But all the furniture is, like, in the wall. Like, the desk is attached to the wall, and Mm -hmm. it's not something I can just move around. Have you tried putting a big mirror? No. Do you think it's worth trying? Uh, I will... Like, you know what I mean? Like the big restaurant trick where they're like, this restaurant's twice the size and you can tell because there's a mirror right here. (laughs) I do know what you're talking about. I don't think it would work in this room. Um, There's just the way it's set up. There's not really a spot that a mirror could go. Along the wall. Mm, Not really. You just get a custom cut mirror. So anyway, I have a desk back in my room, and uh, I think I'll use that for, like, studying, and I'll use this area for, like, Euro truck or something. Okay, so at least it's, like, a bad room with good associations? Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. It's kind of like a truck cabin. Makes it more realistic. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like like I'm recording in a closet, and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to do about it, because, like, I don't want to sleep in the same place i work i really don't but right there's just a sense of like i i don't know exactly why i dislike this room so much but it just makes me uncomfortable and i don't know if that's like the size or the like i have too much stuff in here or not enough stuff mm-hmm. in here or it's just the shape or whatever it is it's not what i want there's probably if i had to guess um you know how sometimes Amazon does those, like, these things are usually bought together, so here's a deal on them. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the witchy, here's the rituals to keep your house in order, comes with a book on feng shui. So I'll get you the book on feng shui, and I'll get me the witchy, here's a ritual to keep your house in order. <laughs> I don't know. I think feng shui, you have to, like, be able to move furniture. <laughs> it's like the whole thing. Okay, so the room might just, like, be feng shui cursed yeah i think that's what's going on it also doesn't help that it gets really hot in here because there's no airflow oh yeah that would. but a fan would solve that correct <laughs> so <laughs> that that would fix the air the no air airflow problem but yeah just like i hate being in here i don't know why there's a skylight to it right can you just crack the skylight i cannot crack the skylight it is dang quite firmly attached I mean, you can crack any piece of glass if you throw a rock at it hard enough, but... Yeah, I I think my <laughs> landlord would be quite upset if I did that. Really not happy with me. Uh, it's like civil disobedience or something. It's, uh, it's a protest <laughs> for yeah. a better skylight that you can open. Mm-hmm. And you just call upon the... <laughs> you know, the great protesters who've gone before you and say that this is not me um, defiling my security deposit or relinquishing my de- security deposit. This is me, um, you know, all of the other channels have failed to work. And so now I'm doing some civil disobedience. Yeah, civil by breaking things. Right, yeah. Everyone knows that's the highest tenant of civil disobedience is throw bricks at windows. <laughs> that's where the civil comes from. Yeah, yeah. Civil... Uh, comes from the Greek glass. <laughs> I don't obey glass. I'm laughing so hard because you know Latin. <laughs> no Latin is 
quite an overstatement of my skills with Latin. You are faintly acquainted with Latin. <laughs> I took three semesters. I will tell you my exact experience with Latin. I took three semesters of uh, classical Latin in UW-Madison. That is right. all my experience with Latin. It has gone no further and no less. I still have the textbook. I can go I can start translating things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, wh- how do I solve my desk problem? I don't know. If, if, if the feng shui of the room is just already jacked up. I don't know. Maybe it's not. But I don't know how to fix it. I wonder if they make... Like, you know the... Um... Like, if it's too cold in the winter and you don't have well-insulated windows, you can get, like, a 3M thing that you just, like, mm-hmm. heat shrink to your window. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely can... put a thing over the... Win- I could definitely put a thing over the skylight. No, 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 no. No? Um, if you don't want the negative feng shui to leak out into the rest of the house, <laughs> can you just heat shrink off the feng shui? I'd like to use... I would li- the goal, Zach. <laughs> I think you misunderstood my goals. <laughs> Ideally, I would not hate this room and be able to use it for work. Wait, okay, then. Then a fan is definitely what you need, but you need to point it so that the feng shui, the good feng shui from the rest of the space <laughs> is carried into the room. Feng shui, I don't think, is an airborne substance. <laughs> I think you get that through the water. Or like... It's rats. Rats carry it. Yeah. Rats carry feng shui. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, like, uh, you can't articulate in any way what's wrong with the room? Um, okay. Well, I told you it feels crammed. I don't like being in here because it, like, makes me feel... Uh, not, like, claustrophobic, necessarily, but, like, less... Ca- I don't know. In a way, it makes me uncomfortable in a way that sitting at a desk in my room does not. And I think it has something to do with the size of the space. Because I don't feel the same feeling at a desk in my room Mm -hmm. or in like the living room if i'm working in the living room i don't get the same feeling okay but i do get a similar feeling to the living room in that like i don't get privacy necessarily not not people necessarily even if there's no people around i don't feel entirely comfortable doing like real hard work in the living room because it doesn't feel like my space Okay. I think there's a sense of privacy that I miss in this little room because, like, it is. I, I'm the only one who uses it, but um, it and I can close the door, but it doesn't. It still doesn't feel like uh, I don't get the same sense of privacy that I do in my bedroom. Could you post like, Certus's room keep out or else on the <laughs> office I don't think, door? I don't know. It, I don't think doesn't that doesn't feel like it would help either. It just it the way it's located is not very different from my bedroom. I don't know. I'm gonna follow down on this. I'm gonna like really analyze the space. Okay. Because I don't think I'm gonna figure it out in the next couple minutes. Mm-mm. I have um one other proposal that you might be interested in. Okay. Which is that like when you lay down in bed and burrow into all the covers like on a nice cold day. Yeah. Well, how would you describe that? cozy i guess yeah yeah cozy okay um but the space that you're going into you've described as claustrophobic yes so what's the what makes something cozy versus claustrophobic and i think the answer is more blankets (laughs) um okay it's 
summer, effectively. <laughs> not for long. Not for long, but for now, that's not... Uh, I'll think about it. Okay. I but I, I like the idea, though, like making not necessarily blankets, but making it cozier rather than trying to open it up more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could do something with that. Yeah. Think about it. I'll see if any of my rituals say anything about making an uncozy space cozy. Mm, yeah. If, I mean, if I could just burn some sage or something, that would be oh, ideal. Yeah. Yeah, that's no effort on my part. Candles, yeah, maybe don't go for cozy, go for higa. And so this is something, the desks, my desk situation, it's something I think about a lot. Mm -hmm. I think about it, but I think about it mostly because I'm sitting at a desk. Right. Certain ideas we tend to gravitate towards in when we are thinking. So uh, if you are just kind of idly thinking, you might start somewhere and end up somewhere else. Right. So I find that certain ideas tend to be the end, I suppose. The end of the... Like a gravity well... Yeah. But for, for your brain. Exactly, exactly. Like bears. Like bears. Kind of, kind of like bears, except not for <laughs> conversation, but for your, for your mind. For just your thoughts. Right. So I would like to coin these, this category of thoughts as think sinks. Okay. Um, I'm going to define a think sink as the thing you'd rather be thinking about and seem to get and seem to not get tired of thinking about. In other words, a think sink is the thing you're nerding out about right now. The thing you would rather be thinking about, whether consciously or not. Okay. So do you have a, a think sink currently in motion? Mine tend to be about ways I can futz with my to-do list. Like, hmm. I'll start somewhere and think, oh, I wonder if I could automate that, uh, or I, if I can make uh, OmniFocus for this. Yeah. So, Zach, do you have any, some, do you have any think sinks? Um, I mean, I have some that are, like, ideally they would be think sinks. Um, like, the, the ritual, I think, or the, um, the theme, mm -hmm. would be a think sink you know in an in ideal in an ideal world where you're you're just sitting around and you're like oh this thing relates to the theme that i'm trying to to weave throughout my whole life at this point right mine is not there yet that's not where it is but i think it's closer than a lot of other semesterly themes have been for me okay i've got the institute for oh god the institute for showing americans that it's okay to imagine a city without cars is that uh, a think sink of mine? It is one, not just an aspirational one, like like uh, the rituals. Um, no, that's actually one that a lot of times I'll just be thinking, and I'll be like, "See, this would be a great thing for the institute to to propose or to be a proponent of." Hmm. All right. Because a lot of a lot of the things that I think about tend to be generally in the cloud of ways of getting around that are not car related, and a lot of those things mesh very nicely with. The Institute for Allowing Americans to Imagine a City Without Cars. I wish that was an acronym. It sounds like it could be an acronym, but it's not. not it's a good not one, at least. an acronym, but I'm also never consistent with the name. <laughs> so I probably one of these times I will inconsistently arrive upon an acronym. Um, the only other one I have is it, it comes in the form of, boy, I wonder. And then the thought continues from there. 
and usually like that kind of thought is something I could find out in the future uh, if I kept track of it with a spreadsheet. Okay. Um, most recently, I set up a Siri shortcut to log each time I either stop or snooze my alarm. And I'm go- oh the no. Pl- the plan is to take that and compare it to the time that my watch said I was actually awake. Okay. To see like at what point in the succession of in the series of snoozes was I actually awake and just lying in bed because I was interested in that, but I didn't have the data. So now I'm now I'm going to obtain the data in the form of a spreadsheet. Is that something that you do often? Like you hit snooze and you're lying there and just like existing on your phone in some way or another? Uh, not very often recently. I used to do it a lot more. That's something I, I've also been thinking about, not as a think sync necessarily, um, but uh, uh, devoted Jared Merlin Mann <laughs> um, in the podcast reconcilable differences recently was talking about his his spreadsheets Mm -hmm. um, all of the spreadsheets that he uses to keep track of all of all of his things Um, and i really don't have that many spreadsheets like that but i realized that there were a couple places where maybe i could Um, so if you also want to talk about the kind of thing that you might want to keep organized in a spreadsheet i'd be interested to hear from you certus but for me the one that i i heard merlin say like oh yeah i put everything in a spreadsheet so i can keep track of it um and that was like just close enough to me realizing that I buy a lot of different kinds of apples, but I never huh. know what kind of apples I actually like and what kind of apples I'm like, oh, that wasn't a great apple. And so now I've got a spreadsheet started where I mark down what like variant of apple I've got and then where I got it from and then how satisfying it was overall, how good the crunch was and how good the flavor was. And the idea is I can do a, a pivot table or something Mm -hmm. to figure out what apple has the best crunch and what apple has the best overall satisfaction nice i like that i I, a lot of the times i use spreadsheets the way that this is the way i imagine old people using spreadsheets which is just like a place to write down information in a form that is not necessarily which, which works as rows and columns but is really better suited for somewhere else like that belongs in a table not a spreadsheet you don't need to do math on it yeah or like it should be a series of tables but exists in one sheet in a spreadsheet as just a way to look at it all all the information at once okay um i was gonna send you one as like a example but um it it appears that has not synced from my iPad. So yeah, like this this one I'm looking at, I uh, had uh, all the credits I need to graduate charted out and when I can do that and when uh, each class should be and how many credits, how many remain after I take the class and stuff like that. So like a graduation plan? Yeah, a graduation plan that like could be written out in, in words in a Word document or a text file. Mm-hmm. But... I chose to put in a spreadsheet because I didn't... Basically, I wanted to write the formulas to do the math for me. Okay. So after I take this class, how many credits do I need, etc. Right, yeah. Is it, like, aware of what requires what? Or is it just kind of a watch the numbers dwindle down? It's, mm, it's much more of a plan. It's much more of a thing that I can follow in reference when next semester rolls around and I'm like, oh, okay, what do I have to do now? 
Mm-hmm. It, it's a way for me to think about it once and not have to think about it again because it written, is written down. And I, again, I don't, it does not need to be in a spreadsheet, but it is in a spreadsheet. I feel like having it do a little bit of that extra math stuff is nice. Yeah. Um, real quick, how often do you talk to your advisor? Very infrequently. What does that mean? Uh, I talked to them uh, three semesters ago. And okay. when I was first coming in to, so like the onboarding for the college and then once more. Yeah, I'd say that's infrequent. Yeah. Why? I was just wondering because I talk to my advisor every semester and most of what she says is that she doesn't approve of my career choices and that's not her job. What? I was like, hey, maybe I want to get into civic tech. Uh, so maybe I'm looking at this urban planning certificate. And she was like, you could get a job at Amazon, though. And I was like, but I don't want to get a job at Amazon. That's that's no. I don't want to get a job at Amazon. And then I was like, maybe I want to do like I want to work with the Democrats in 2020. And she was like, that's weird. You could work at Amazon or like we've got companies here. You could work at Rexnord. <laughs> they make industrial bushings. I could go work at the industrial bushings company if that was something I felt would be satisfying. I can think of no more satisfying job. Okay, I'm done now. We can talk about your other spreadsheets. I have one to track prices over time of things I'm interested in. Isn't there already a thing for that? Yeah, but I feel like this kind of thing varies by place. What are the kinds of things? I can't say that. Ah... The, the the lung the lung thing mm. the lung thing that Jared Merlin Mann was talking about what Merlin Mann the Jared was tracking the prices of his lung thing his lung thing he had the things that he bought to make his lungs work better uh yes okay I dig yeah that might not be the kind of thing that there's a website for um and like I want to keep track of more things I but most of the things I am most interested in keeping track of are being kept track of in the Apple Health app, mm-hmm. which is fine, but makes it more difficult than I want to get information out of it. It's right. stored in a database, which is similar to a spreadsheet, but not the same as a spreadsheet. So actual work needs to be done to put it into a format that I care about. Mm-hmm. But all the data is there. So in theory, I could go get it. Can you make a... Let me think about all the words that I need to say here. Can you make a shortcut to send a spreadsheet line to, or a database line to IFTTT, and IFTTT could put it in a spreadsheet for you? Absolutely. And I could cut out a few steps even from there. Okay. But I think the amount that I care about, like, my heart rate and how many steps I took a day and et cetera, Mm -hmm. is less than my willingness to put in effort to figure out what that data is but in theory but i i am mostly content in that if i become more interested interested in that i could go get the data right and you would have historical data all the way back so it doesn't really matter if it's in a spreadsheet right now right right all right so yeah i track all my health stuff i track prices i track school stuff um i want to track more things uh i just don't know what those things are a lot of the time and uh usually when i think of something someone has already made an online thing and then it feels less less fun do you 
do um, budget things in a spreadsheet? No. I don't spend very much money. Fair. Like, I, I made a spreadsheet once because I said, okay, well, here's my monthly budget for this and that and that and this, and then I can, like, go into my bank app and, or Mint or whatever, mm-hmm. and it'll break it down for me. I don't need to keep track of it in a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet of all of the places. Um, sometime when I moved to Milwaukee, my dad sent me a big list of like all the hot new restaurants in Milwaukee. Mm. Um, and so I made that into a spreadsheet with like if we've gone there and also like the neighborhood that it's in so that if we don't, if we want it to be somewhere we could walk to, I can just look at the neighborhood that I'm in and not like way, way south of me. Mm. See, I, at some point I had a, a list it wasn't a spreadsheet it was like a bear note or something for all of the places that i thought would be suitable for like getting work done school work done mm-hmm. so i had libraries and i had coffee shops and whatnot and i had all their hours in a little list which could have been a spreadsheet but i didn't make it one and then i moved and then some of those locations stopped being relevant and that 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 could be something I could revive. I would definitely like, actually would like that spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I can make a shortcut for how far away they are. Ooh. And then I can have a robot tell me where to study. A robot to tell you where to study is a great idea, but it's not a done idea. You've still got to take all of those things and do the, the implementation of it. Right. Yeah. I have a lot of like half-baked ideas. And then I write them down in drafts as like a, just like the title, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then I forget all the details and it becomes a quarter baked idea. <laughs> but like some of, some ideas I still really like. Right. I had an idea for like, the idea was to compare a spectrum of genders to a spectrum of relig- uh, religious practices. Okay. E- exactly. That's like... That's the reaction, like, you could probably expect from, like, anyone I told just that much of the idea to. And that's all I remember about the idea. <laughs> but I Were wrote you, it like, down. like, half awake? No, I, I was, like, fully awake. I was reading a gender and women's studies paper, and I had, like, I, I made an association, wrote it down, because, like, that's just good GTD practice. Just write everything down. Mm-hmm. And then, like... There's an inkling of this was a good idea, and I could probably remember what it was about if I tried. Right, you could sit back down and reread the paper again, and yeah, and but I don't, I don't necessarily want to dedicate time to that because I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Uh-huh. And even if it was a good idea, I don't know what I would do with it. Like make it a spreadsheet. Yeah, but like why? <laughs> So other people can look at it. Put it up on your website. Make it a white paper. (laughs) Uh, Hmm. Like, my answer in the past has been podcast or YouTube video or Mm -hmm. something like that. Right. You self-publish it, like, as a zine, and then you figure out what it would be under the Dewey Decimal System and secretly implant it into the shelves at your local library yeah <laughs> like in the women and gender section i'll just start putting books in the stacks <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> yep 
That's how you get published. You just start putting your book in a library. <laughs> Who needs the establishment when you've got, you know, your your book? <laughs> uh, but, like, I don't necessarily want to dedicate time to this idea. But I don't know what else to do with it. Because, like, just archiving it seems wrong. Because there could be something there. There could be something interesting that comes out of that. Right. But that just feels like hoarding at that point. I, I might need this gum wrapper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with your quarter-baked ideas? I, uh, we talked about Tom Scott a little bit ago, mm-hmm. um, who you probably saw because he was on like the, the most popular page of YouTube for a minute. Um, but something else that he's done, along with you know a lot of things, he threw two drums and a cymbal off of a cliff. But um, uh, um he did like a a whole radio show and then he did a podcast radio show and then he did a video radio show and then um but there's a video or a couple of videos of him just like sitting down and going through all of the terrible ideas he's ever had that he just keeps in a big list of ideas Hmm. and so i i think that that's a good a good thought technology to to borrow is to say Hey, what if I just want a big list of ideas? And then sometimes I can be sitting around and be like, well, that idea sounds fun right now. Mm. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get less and less enthused with the ideas as they become, as I forget more of the details. Even if I write down the details, it seems like there will still be some background knowledge that makes it interesting now that will not, that will make it not interesting later. Fair. But yeah, I suppose I could just keep a big list of them and that could, I don't know. I I feel like I want to do more with it though. I wonder if there's just something easy I can like, I'm trying to figure out basically something I can do five, 10 minutes of effort for and have it be about right as far as effort goes. Like I want to, if I'm matching a platform's effort. I could do like five, ten minutes of research and be like, hey, isn't this cool? And then maybe engage with it further if it is interesting to others. Okay, so you were saying that it's in drafts right now. Yeah. As an idea that's just like a, here's like here's a title and it's in drafts like that? Uh, yeah, basically. Could you make it, here's a title and here's five bullet points about it? Yes, I could do that. And have that, have your ideas list be a list of titles with five bullet points with them? Yep, I could do that. Is there, does that fix some of the concerns you have? No, because I think I want to share it. I think that's part of it. Like, in that, in that case specifically, like, I can draw parallels in my mind all day, but it's not super interesting unless I'm, it's not super fulfilling, I suppose, unless I'm trying to make it interesting for someone else. It, it, there's a showman in me that is trying to escape. Is that a is that a movie reference? No. Oh, okay. It is a um, bit like a xenomorph, though. If I just like, I'll just keep going, and then <laughs> I'll suddenly burst into song and dance, like Jean Valjean. Yeah, exactly. Um, I then I don't know. It sounds to me, <laughs> yep, like you have more ideas than you have time to see every single idea come to fruition. Zach, that's ridiculous. I have all the time in the world, and that um, that's just really insulting. In fact, <laughs> to imagine that I, a superhuman, could not. <laughs> okay, let's let's imagine 
for the sake of argument, that I am, in fact, uh, time-constricted. Okay. I'm not, because I'm right. superhuman. Right. But if I was, what, what do you think I should do? I think having a, a catalog of ideas to draw from and to build into more of a thing is a better idea than having a bunch of titles of ideas to look at and go, huh? <laughs> okay, but, like, the ideas are more or less still quarter-baked. Like, there's no... I don't even have a medium picked out for the idea. These ideas are just, like, topics. Okay, so if you did start drawing parallels between gender and religion, mm-hmm. who... Not even, like, who would care, but who would be able to see it? For this idea in particular, I want to, like, make a CGP Grey-style video. Like, just okay. a little animated thingamabobber. Right. And other, other ideas, I want to, like, make podcast topics, like the ThinkSync. ThinkSync was a quarter-baked idea. I just wrote down the words ThinkSync. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually put it into our doc. But join... Drawing parallels between gender and religion is not a um, it's not a super fitting podcast topic. Like I don't, it's not the doesn't feel right. I suppose. Mm-hmm. But also, like, do I want to make a YouTube video for this? Do I want to make a blog post? Maybe uh, blog post seems like I'd have to do a lot more. Like to make a blog post worth it, I think I have to do more writing and research than I necessarily want to do for the idea that I'm not sure is a good idea or not. Okay. And the same is not true for a YouTube video? Well, I mean, it it is, but the the effort goes in a different place. It doesn't go into the script writing. It goes into the animation to make it interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I don't know exactly what I want from these ideas, I think, is part of the problem. I want them to okay. be fulfilling for me. <laughs> I want... There, like you, there's a part of me who you wants don't have to a do, default output yeah like there's nothing i can just say i can't i don't feel like i can just float an idea okay am i making any sense sort of could you make a powerpoint presentation and make all your friends sit down in the kitchen and point at it maybe maybe i'm gonna consider that okay and then like f- from there now you've got a powerpoint presentation and that's half of an animation yeah yeah. Okay. We're going to try I, PowerPoints. I think an important aspect of this might be finding other people who you can sit around with and all say what you think about gender being like religion or whatever. Right. Like a discussion. Mm-hmm. A Jared group where you sit down and you're like, so this is, uh, this is my think sync for the week. I, uh, I think that, uh, I think that robots are going to, take over the world and it's real dumb that we don't have future fictions or whatever hmm. okay so like in that case i don't feel like a powerpoint would work very well because it would just be kind of ranty and like i just want you to be I w- hello friend be sad with me about how the future is bad right <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna figure it out okay okay i think i think step one is to just have a big catalog of ideas i agree I'll make a spreadsheet. You could get a physical Rolodex. Yeah. And flip through your ideas in a physical Rolodex. <laughs> and it would feel cooler. Maybe. Maybe. 
And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Caution! Zebra popcorn, registered trademark, is 100% addictive, insanely delicious, and may change the way you think about sharing. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. And something that else that is 100% addictive is the writings of Neil Stevenson. Absolutely. Uh, now we're going to talk about Fall or Dodge in Hell. Uh, if you're reading along with us, we're up to part 10. And otherwise, we'll see you in a fortnight. Goodbye. I don't think we do that right now. Oh, this is so good. I love it. I want to keep reading more. We're just going to read to the end next, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. What the heck? (laughs) What do you want? What in particular are you what the hecking about? Uh, You know how I said Enoch was a biblical figure before? Uh Solomon, also the nickname Solly, is that one king who tried to cut the baby in half. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Who is also a big biblical figure. Right. And I feel like it's a good thing that he didn't just call him Solomon because that would be like, then I'd just be like, oh, it's a, it's, he's, he's doing a religious thing with all of the, um, is Corvallis a thing? Corvallis? Besides being a city in Oregon? It was in the first book. It seems unlikely, but maybe. Name change. I cannot easily figure out what it's named after. References? See also. Nope. All right, drat, Corvallis isn't clearly a thing. <laughs> but anyway, Solomon is. Solomon is the, the biblical king. Um, I don't know how the people on the outside learned that it was called Egdod, that the process was called Egdod. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that. Like, just naming in general, like, it, it doesn't, it's not a really big deal because it is totally reasonable for people who know each other to come up with the same names for things. Right. But... There are some things where you're like, eh, you really shouldn't. That's not really information that you should know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, the Pantheon makes sense. Mm-hmm. Eggdod is a thing that they already had a name for, and it was just Dodge's brain. Right. And, you know, it was big, and it had wings and stuff, so, like, yeah, that, like, Dodge made Eggdod. That's, that's kind of cool. But then, like, I don't know. I, I feel like they sh- should have less visibility into Bitworld than they do and they're slowly getting Mm -hmm. it seems to be like whatever is convenient for the story yeah which like don't get me wrong it's really effective because i'm very interested in the story and i wish like someone would explain to the reader like what who has what abilities to do what in bit world right yeah like what actual abilities do you have to change things besides just adding new souls. Yeah. What do you think? So we're pretty sure that the worm was Dodge? Yes. Because that was the, the, the worm was the reap, right? The reoccurring eggnot associated yes. process. Yes. I suppose, how, how do you think that that's going to play into it? How do you think that Dodge is going to reappear in the world? And like, why did he care about Adam and Eve? What do you think the plan is? Does he have a plan? Um... I don't know. I very much got the sense right at the end of book one that he realized that this kind of was what he, what he made it at this point. Like he got the clarity of knowing the, the pre-death history mm-hmm. and was like, oh, okay, I'm dead now. None of this matters. Um, 
and and landed himself into some optimistic nihilism. <laughs> really? Okay. I I got I think I got the opposite. He was like, "Oh, I this doesn't matter. I can just do whatever I want and whatever I want should be comfortable and not in a pit of lava." Right, yeah. So I'm going to go destroy L or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I thought he was getting like he Okay, so he doesn't know about the mad god protocol. I don't know if Dodge knows the consequences of Adam and Eve repopulating or populating in general. Right, yeah. And I don't know, because it seems like he wanted them to, mm-hmm. or maybe he just wants to screw with Al. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it, 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 it didn't feel like a particular agenda, it just felt vindictive. That doesn't seem very much like Dodge, though. It seems like he would have a plan. He did suffer in eternity in torment, but I take your point. All right, so what do you think is going to happen? Um, I don't, well, something that's really interesting is now, like, we talk about, like, oh, if we're in a simulation, we'd have to escape it. Um, but, like, that's, that's nothing. Adam and Eve could not escape into the real world. No, definitely Especially not. with the, the stuff at the end of that chapter. But, like, where would they go? They're not. Yeah, they don't have physical atoms in the way that we have <laughs> physical atoms. Yeah, I don't think anyone's trying to escape. That doesn't seem like a real thing. Mm-hmm. I think at most they could control a Metatron from Bitspace. Yeah. At a really long time, when we were reading that I was, like, we were following along with Adam and Eve, and really I just wanted to hear what was going on with Zula, which I guess is neither here nor there as far as figuring out what's going to happen in the next. I felt similarly, though. While I was reading, I w- cared much uh-huh. more about what was happening in Meat Space than what was happening in Bitworld. I think right up until the end of that chapter, or until the end of the part we were reading, mm-hmm. I was thinking that the story was going to end by everyone being uploaded, it being a self-sustaining system. Like, it just keeps churning. The robots fix the robots, fix the robots. Right. Which spit the heat into the solar system until... Like, the sun explodes, basically. Mm-hmm. And when the sun explodes, the people in Bitworld would not know, but also, like, an unimaginable amount of time would have passed in Bitworld. Yeah, right. Assuming the computers don't get too bogged down. Mm-hmm. And then it would just stop. Like, that. it would be over. <laughs> hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's the direction that he's pointed in now with Corvallis's story. I would guess not. That doesn't seem very satisfying to me, which is not necessarily yeah. the goal, but that is like what I expect. I really do think Dodge has a plan. I'm going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to... I really wish I knew what it was. I don't, though. I, I've been trying to figure it out. I do not know what he, he was planning. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I we'd stopped like following him as a character mm-hmm. in book two. And I just stopped thinking about him as a player in the game, which is probably not actually the case, given the title of the (laughs) book, but... Yeah. Also, when Zula fell over and he was like, fall, and then when they were like, and we threw him into the sky, and that was the fall of the old gods, it's all, he's just, he just, he's just f***ing with us. (laughs) I mean, the title can reference more than one fall, right? Yeah. All right, so do you have any... Any other guesses as to how it's going to end? Predictions? Um, I think... Hmm. Well, give, give, let's do, like, risky pick, 
picks. Let's do, like, what is something maybe, not, like, wishful thinking, maybe, but, like, uh, what's something outlandish that you think might happen? What's your wild guess? Uh, that bit world is this one. Hmm. Okay. Like a Planet of the Apes kind of thing, you know? Yeah, right. I guess I could also see like a big battle between the gods and then Corvallis dies and he pops up and he's like, pew pew, and he shoots lightning bolts out of his fingertips and then El's dead. Okay. I think we're going to have a, uh, this isn't necessarily risky, but I think we're going to have, by the end of the book, a different understanding of what death means in Bitworld. Okay, yeah. That's going to be my I've been imagining prediction. it much more like reincarnation that doesn't seem to be the case though no like when a process dies they just kind of like stop using resources yeah so i don't know we might okay here we go this is this is going to be my risky pick uh okay egdad brings back to life all the people who died in bitworld to what end that isn't part of the pick (laughs) okay can you give a double pick maybe L will start killing people, and he'll bring them back to life, and they'll be mad at L for killing them, and they'll fight L. Okay. <clears throat> I don't have a lot of confidence in that one. Mm-hmm. That's okay. There either will, or like very definitely won't, <laughs> be a battle between Dodge and L. Like, there will either be a battle, or they will have to sit down and have peace talks as a part of the story. Yeah, right. They can't just, like, live separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think that L's qualms about Dodge, like, screwing up Bitworld are reasonable? Like he made it wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did. He made it wrong? Yeah. Okay, how would, how have you, how would you have made it? That's the thing, is that I bet even Dodge would have made it differently if he had known he was making something. Sure, but, like, with hindsight, how would you make it? Uh... I don't know, just like the way that the way that he structured society in the first age um, was not super like progressive, heavenly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, and they were literally gods, so you couldn't have just walked up to them and been like, "Hey, democracy, please." All right. Um, before Skype gains sentience and tries to kill us all. Mm-hmm. Jared, if you have any questions, you can email us at trials at superawesomecorp.com. Um, if you're reading along with the book, you can reach out, uh, reach out to us in whatever way you so choose. Uh, my preferred method is on Twitter. I'm at 